0: Hi, welcome back. A few weeks ago, I posted on YouTube that culture influences uh, systems and systems influence progress. I also further said that, well, cultures um, can be influenced by tradition, which then influences systems, which then influences progress. And so the aim at this point is to give a better view, a better idea as to why that is. And so what we need to do is we need to look back at a number of countries. We need to understand a few things. We need to understand. So let's take a look back at Africa. Africa was communistic. It was not focused on progress. Now, this is not to say we were fools. No, we mathematically, we were ahead and so on. But again, it, it becomes a question of that was progress that well, essentially just kind of found its way in. It wasn't progress as in we need to make progress, much like what capitalism does or what it has been doing for us. So going back, we need to understand that tradition influences culture because when we live in a particular way when we're doing certain things when we're following certain traditions we live in a particular way in a particular culture we have a culture within an area within a place of work we have a certain culture of thinking and so on so all of that is cultural um as 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 people uh, in some cultures it's it's more about being efficient in other cultures it's more about being peaceful and those cultures can influence the way a person thinks and the way a person thinks can influence the decisions which are made which influences the progress which is made and so it's important for us to understand culture within an area in some cultures for instance so i grew up in a mix of cultures i grew up uh, with a white family I grew up with a black family I grew up with a rich black family I grew up with a poor black family um, I got to see Poor white people I got to see rich white people I got to see a, a lot of What's in the middle So I got I got a, a rather diverse uh, Perspective Let's say And so going back to culture You would find in, in more of these uh, Wealthier type of uh cultures we would find that there's a lot of what a lot of people would call stiffness uh snotty nosed uh i don't think snotty nose is the right term oh, i forgot the term anyway the point is snobby nosed there we go very snobby type um people and so when you look at the the, the culture behind it it's a very let's progress let's do something let's let's talk about Things which are life-changing. Let's talk or let's try and figure out things which are, again, of change. So, whatever is happening, it's going to be about systems. Let's create systems which are going to allow us to achieve the goals that we want. So, let's achieve a system whereby, if we are walking, there is a particular path that we walk on. Not gonna free, we're not gonna be free, we're not going to be flexible, we're going to be rigid. This is where you walk. You're not allowed to walk here. You must walk in a particular way, you must present yourself in a particular way, you must speak in a particular way. That is all cultural leading to systems. When it's leading to systems, becomes a question of what is the purpose of that system. And the purpose of that system is derived from the culture. So what does this mean? It means If you're in a culture where it's about progress, it's about progressing, it's about achieving, the systems you create are going to be focused on achieving and progressing. If you're working for Apple, it's not about peace and fun. It's about fun and the next thing, right? When you're working for a a place where we're all chilled, again, Google is an exception, then we're less focused on progress and we're more focused on peace. fun and so because we're not pushed to to try and progress in terms of science, technology etc, we're not going to now, culturally same thing happens, culturally as black people we are not about trying to progress we are not about trying to get to the next best thing we're about peace, we're about fun, we're about relaxing we're about enjoying life, we're about living the now and that leads us to, again, having fun, which is great, and not progressing. It leads us to living in a particular way and not progressing. Not necessarily a bad thing, unless your purpose is to progress. So it's important for us to understand culture. What a lot of people get wrong is they create the culture which says peace, harmony, fun, let's not worry about 20 years from now let's just worry about today and then expect the progress of a company that is trying to progress and vice versa you find people are creating cultures where it's about progress and then they turn around and expect people to have fun by taking them out to staff development and saying be free it's it's not going to happen right the culture that takes the system much like on a computer what is your aim? My aim is um, to create a code that does one, two, and three. Okay. So your culture, your understanding, your perception, your goal is going to determine how you create the system so that the system does what it's expected to do. And so if your culture, if your thought processes don't really need you to do much, then you'll create a system that doesn't do much. And if you create... A system that does a lot, is because you expect a lot to be done. Because culturally, or by thought process, you want a lot to get done. So before you jump into systems, how can I push people to do things? Go back. How can I, I perform? How can I go back? What is the culture? Hello, friends. So... Today I'm going to be touching on a rather sensitive subject, and I'm going to be speaking about the complexities of poverty. Hmm. The complexities of poverty nah, sounds pretty deep. So it's important to note that, from from where I stand, from my belief, as someone who's lived both the uh, modest lifestyle and the uh, less than modest lifestyle are rather uh, nice, comfortable, let's say comfortable, a rather comfortable lifestyle. There are certain things that have appeared that it, it becomes a bit difficult for those who have not seen both sides to comprehend. Remember, it's important that it it's difficult for someone to comprehend something that they've never seen, and so I mean that's one of the reasons why travel, things like traveling is important, and so on. So you're able to see different perspectives, and now, of course that's a rich concept. But let's let's get back to the point. The point being this: in the complexities of of not racism, rather poverty, in the complexities of poverty. We have lost the ability to look, to search, to identify the issues that are surrounding poverty. And for this reason, as, as a government, as communities, community, as a society, we've reached a point where we are recreating poverty. Or rather, it's being recreated. And we're fighting it, in a way. But we're fighting a losing battle because, as I naturally say, we're fighting an enemy that doesn't exist. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying poverty does not exist, it does, it does very, very much. It's just not poverty that we're actually fighting. We're fighting something else. I don't know what it is. But we are fighting something else. So why the heck am I saying we're fighting something else? Let's begin. So this is going to be a multi-episode situation. Uh, It was originally going to be a book and then I realized I'm way way too busy and honestly too lazy at this point to try and write it as a book. And of course, most people wouldn't even listen to it, wouldn't even read the book um so let's make it a podcast instead at least that way we know that it's there forever etc etc so let's get back to the point which is this first we need to go back we need to go back to the core we need to go back to the origins to the beginning of the poverty and then move forward this is so that we're able to understand its core, its origin, its development, its result and then the solution or possible solutions that could help combat it and also allow us to realise and to see why some nations are able to combat poverty and, well, we're not and how some nations managed to achieve what we failed to achieve in decades. And the list goes on, and so I bring you into the story of poverty. So let's take a trip back, and this is th- this has no intention of of highlighting the the race the the race section or the racism section of of the poverty, um, or rather of apartheid um it's that's been that story's been sung way too long um i'm sure by now um even millennials are sick of it at this point i'm not saying it's it's not important i'm just saying it's been mentioned enough times for everyone to to to, to say oh okay that that topic again so we're, we're going to take a different trip still to it, but we're going to take a different lens And I'm hoping that this lens can make sense. So let's take a trip back to apartheid. In apartheid, we need to understand that the the, the system was built for inequality. The educational system and various other systems were built for inequality. We've accepted that. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not here to put blame on any particular person at this point. Those who who are around now um, were not around then, the millennials etc. So in my view it's, it's a bit unfair to, to shed light and, and sort to shed shade on, on such. So what we need to focus though on is that when the the system, was created, right? When the system was created, it was created with the intention, the direct intention. Now, we, we need to also realize a few things. Too much credit gets given to apartheid. And, and this is not going to sound nice, but too much credit is given to apartheid. When apartheid was created, it was simple. We are better than you for whatever reason that's it and we are going to get all the nice things and you're not in short right and I'm gonna be even more mean the reason apartheid was bad was not because of the segregation it was because of the mistreat within the segregation or the inequality within the segregation, and the reason I'm saying this is because whenever, when you look back at every single race, we still had an unequal view of someone different. So when, when we had as black people. As black people, we were seg- not segregated, we were separated. That we Osa, Swati, Zulu, um, Sutu, Venda, and the list goes on. We had these people, right? We're all black. But because no one had arrived that was non black. We would fight in our home. And we would do things in our home. And to this day, if you have a group of people, if you have a group of Zulu people, and a Kosa person comes along, that person in many instances may not be seen as an equal. And that happens throughout. Right. Again, I can understand why we can get into the technicalities of human nature, etc. etc. But, you know, it's, it's not a nice thing to say, but I, it, I am going to be the one who was going to be brave enough to simply say it out loud. So the problem that really came in was when Europeans arrived, they were completely different. They were now non-black. right? So this is new information to, to them, not to us. So when they arrived, as settlers, and long story short, things changed. Things got ugly. It now got to a point where, because as a group of black people, we were in trouble, we were segregated against other races, Indians, coloureds, and whites in this case, we were then forced to be together, which is normal. Whenever a group of people who are similar are victims or need to fight against someone a lot more different than their similarities they will join together and once that person is gone they will then come back and fight each other right? and this isn't because we're black the same thing happened in Europe the same thing happens to this day in various countries where even if you don't have a racial aspect you're going to have classism as people you're going to have some kind of ism Right. you're gonna have ageism, more classism, more racism, or sexism, or some kind of ism which is going to separate and create some kind of inequality. So it's a human aspect, not a racial aspect. But because when it when it arrived here, it became a racial aspect, we're gonna stick on that just a bit. So let's let's speed it up quickly. So when and this is what I said apartheid got too much credit when apartheid was being created it was simple we're having the nice things you get the crap things we'll give you the leftovers and you'll work for us and we'll make a lot of money and you won't and we'll do all the cool things and you won't done simple right the rest is an evolution Everything else is a derived evolution, so it's not—it's not quite that. It's—it's it's not as if people sat down in our boardroom and, and during a party and said, "How do we mentally disable black people? How do we, how do we, how do we create psychologically create barriers for black people? How do we?" No, it was not. They were not that critical. It was simple. You sit over there. You sit over there. Even in a normal experiment... You sit over there... You sit over there... And it generally evolves into something... Which suited... Them... Anyway... So they just ran with it... So... Let's get back... There's segregation... There's lack of resources... Because we're not giving you the lack of the resources... So there's segregation and lack of resources... And you're making small amounts of money... It's going to create stress... If it creates stress want to relieve that stress. How do you relieve that stress? Through violence or alcohol. Many people. Violence, alcohol or both. Violence, alcohol or both creates more of that. A person who grew up with a violent parents can go through that and it becomes a cycle. And if it's becoming a cycle in a, in a major way, well, it still works in your favor. And so, again, like I said, this isn't intended to get into race, but the point that I'm making is that it, it, that, that was the foundation of it. It was, let's give them the crappy stuff and let's work from there. Fast forward. As time develops, they are going, people are going to move and they're going to try and find money you hire them pennies on the cents etc cetera, etc cetera, right and it it basically goes on to saying how do we how do we pay as little as possible and keep them coming back basically when will try when we're trying to be greedy and when we're just long story short just making their lives crap because we don't really like those people the entire society is going to crumble from the inside things will develop things will start things will happen and that's where it begins so now you're doing this for years right for years this is happening for years right now one day when there's a fight and you wake up one day and hey well we're free well think about this what do you do you've been held for your entire life, what you know is, you're unequal, you're not allowed to do this, the next thing you wake up one day and it's, hey, you're free. You can now walk the street without an ID. But again, you need to understand something. It's hard for someone to conceptualize something they've never conceptualized. So if you wake up to someone and you say, hey, you're free, they've been fighting for freedom, but they can't conceptualize the idea of freedom. Even worse, if you're going to take those very same people and you're going to make those your leaders, now your leader can't even conceptualize freedom. How will you conceptualize freedom? And so we need to understand that even though we were destroyed on multiple levels, the first level was created on purpose, other levels were the result of the fundamental direction that was taken on the idea of this is how we're going to segregate this is what we're going to do the list goes on then it moves on it moves on to say so now you're free now what your leaders are they free no are you free no mentally you're not free physically you are mentally you're not that's one of the reasons why you'll find there's racial tension. There's racial tension because one person doesn't see themselves equal to someone else. However, and this is the weird part, millennials don't have that much of a problem. At least millennials, millennials that went to um, ex model C schools and were not fed uh, the, the, the stories of, of such. Right. So, again, this is important. I'm going to leave it to the next uh, podcast. So, let's move on. <laughs> so, when, when all of this is said and done, now moving on to post eight. Forget the fact that we've got historical inequality right, we've heard that enough and we understand it and the the result of the the result of the differences within the inequality because of the historical differences of inequality we understand that we understand that so what we also need to understand which is important something else we need to understand is that again, besides the fact that, you know, we are we, we accusing um, the leaders of essentially stifling and, and, and uh, misusing funds and bribing and downright theft, etc. So we're going to remove all of that aside. Right? We're going to put all of that aside. We're going to look at something else. We're going to look at first the idea of, had that not happened, we would still have poverty. It's just, it would be spread more evenly, right? We'd have uh, more people of other races outside of black people um, being in poverty and we'd have more black people not in poverty, right? But we'd still have the poverty. And this is how I say this. We need to understand that first, when we're going through the entire issue of, 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 of poverty, we're going to have, again, we're putting aside the issue of funds that are being misused, right? The minute you're going to start counting jobs, the minute jobs are dropping, the minute you can't afford to have jobs, people are going to go poor. Instantly. You're going to have people that can't create income, right? So you're going to have poor people. It's just going to be a question of who's poor. Is is the poverty going to be based on race? Or is it going to be based on... Geography is it going to be based on education? Is it going to be based on sex? Is it going to be what is it going to be based on? Because it'll be based on something. So we need to understand that first. The second thing we that we need to understand is when someone is in poverty, they think differently. They're in survival mode. I see this every day. There are people who are in survival mode. You can't tell someone to think 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when they need to figure out what they need to eat tonight. So that also creates its own cycle because this person is being responsible and needs to figure out food for today. And you're saying, think 10 years from now. Someone else is thinking two generations from now. So they're building a legacy on two generations while someone else is trying to survive on their own. Now all of a the gap, those are two different races which are being run. Next, the one person is teaching their child about legacy, building, they get to see it. The other person barely sees their parents, so they're, they're losing out on behavior, characteristics, how to speak, etc. And the closest they have is someone who's hanging around because they haven't achieved much. So the, the, the coolest guy in the area, he's cool because, well, he's cool to the others, not to his age group, he's cool to the younger people, because he's got uh, maybe a Nike tacky, he's got like a fake gold watch, he's got these gold teeth, and he's walking around with the coolest land, and he's running around after little girls, um, younger girls, and he's, he's basically inflating his lifestyle, and people are following this. And so, again, a person who could stop, can't stop because that person's too far away trying to work so they can put food on the table. A totally different game is being played. And that has a psychological effect on a person moving forward. So, the point that I'm leading to is, yes, we've got historical inequality. But if we didn't have that historical inequality based on race, we'd have inequality of some sort. It would just be either based on geography, sex, age, something. But it would be based based on something. Let me prove it this way. If the issue we had was solely based on historical differences of the past, based on race, we should have plenty jobs, but black people can't get those jobs. Because they lack skills that other races have because they got them previously. I bet you've never heard that before. Let me repeat that. Hmm. Let me repeat that. If the actual issue of poverty was based on for instance, job creation, right? Then the economy was well, based on the job creation within the economy. We should be in a position where we say we currently have three hundred thousand jobs open as government, or governments put this 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 mechanism in place and. As of 1994 to 2021, we currently have 300,000 jobs open. The problem is black people cannot access these jobs because perhaps these jobs require computer literacy. And 70% of black people in South Africa are computer illiterate. Therefore, they cannot get hired. See, now, now that inequality, that poverty is... Created by the lack of access to quality based on history. Basically, saying, had my grandparents had the opportunity, we would have had a computer, I'd be able to use it, and I'd get this job. The job is there. I don't have the skills because of my historical background. Very different story. But what's happening is they've essentially gone. No jobs. So now what that means is even if historically you had an issue and your parents worked their backside off and stole and did everything to make sure that in 94, somehow, 94 things worked out for you, you would still be at a disadvantage because there'd be no job. So the poverty is not based on the racial inequality anymore. It's based on a fundamental failure of a system to create a platform or a mechanism or an environment where a person who is working hard can thrive. That's where the failure is. From the employer's section. We also have our own failures as as employees. But from the employer's section, as government, we're not in a position where we're saying we need 100,000 teachers. 200,000 doctors, 300,000 nurses, we have 600,000 vacancies, but we don't have 100,000 black teachers. We've got 1,000 black teachers. We're not in that situation. So because we're not in that situation, you've now got a person who has fought the historical inequality, conquered it, and they're still stuck. Case in point. There are thousands of teachers that can't find jobs. they fought the historical inequality. They fought the the the, the, the 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 limitations of the access that their parents had. They fought that. They've gone to university, they've got they've put themselves on par with someone who, who who had access. The problem though now is can't exercise it that's not based on historical problems that's based on function that's based on government function and one last point before before I close up because the next episode will be based on employees but before I close I'd like to pull out this point a Singapore during apartheid was going through apartheid (laughs) similar to ours and right now, Singapore is the number one country to be in, basically. So in, in, in less than a lifetime, they went from being worse off than South Africa to being better off than almost every other country in the world in one lifetime. You can YouTube it. You can check it. And they even tell you what it is that they did. And you'll notice that what they did to this day, South Africa has not done. Now, for someone who might say, yeah, but that's Singapore, that's Asia. There are people that, that look for excuses um, to justify failure. But one our neighboring country, did a similar thing in one lifetime. Converted illiterate farmers and basically pulled up their economy. In one lifetime. And they also did. A certain thing hmm. and Mauritius did a certain thing. China, uh, 20 25 years ago, was the joke of the world. They also did certain things. And when you look at all of these countries that managed in one lifetime to convert the entire country into a force being reckoned with, there's a pattern. South Africa has not been following that pattern. If anything, they've been doing the reverse. And they've been going backwards. But I'm going to leave it there for your own research. Hope that you'll listen the next time. When we look at our own faults. Cheers.